You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation. My name is Matt Loopy. I'm with Logan Banker and Sean McMenamin today. And the Eagles are sitting at 1-0 in the uh, tied for first in the NFC East. And their next matchup is still in the NFC. They're going to go to Atlanta to play the Falcons Sunday night at 830. It's going to be a great game. The Falcons are one of the better teams in the NFC. And they're going to be lined up against them in prime time. So, a lot of good stuff to see out of this matchup. Eagles showed a lot of promise. The Falcons uh, played the Vikings in week one, and we're going to get into what we saw out of them. But um, there's a lot of stuff going into this matchup, a lot of matchups to look out for. The Falcons are a good team. So, um, Sean, would you like to talk about you know what we see out of this opponent and what we should look out for on Sunday night? Yeah, for sure. So some facts about the Falcons. Last week, in their 28 to 12 loss to the Vikings, they gained 376 total yards. Um, they still have a very explosive offense with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan at QB, and Devonta Freeman at running back. And they're really a dangerous offense. So the defense will have to be on their A game all throughout the game on Sunday night. So here's hoping that they can stop them. Uh, they have a potentially great defense if they are all healthy and stay healthy although they were exposed by the Vikings' run game last week and pretty much failed to stop them all game long. So here's hoping that Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, they can all exploit that and uh, get some huge runs and touchdowns. Uh, and then a big question for this matchup is who will cover Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley? And personally, I'd like to see maybe uh, Sidney Jones or possibly Russell Douglas, although he had a... a Disappointing performance week one, so hopefully they can uh, step up their game in week two. Uh, right guard Chris Lindstrom will not play with a broken foot, and this definitely is a good sign for Fletcher Cox uh, that where he can have a big game, exploit that, create some pressure on Matt Ryan, get to him all game long, early and often, and then hopefully we can create some turnovers. And lastly, uh, it'll be important to watch out for Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones, and Tack McKinley on the Falcons' defense as they're all uh, forced, very successful, and have had much uh, great have had great seasons over the past few years. So it'll be important for the Eagles' offensive line to really uh, bunker down and prevent them from getting to Wentz and give them enough time to make some great throws. Yeah, I think for me, uh, the biggest thing about the Falcons is the fact that their defense is healthy. Now, last season, they're defense was just completely decimated by injuries. Um, they lost pretty much the majority of their starting secondary, most notably Keanu Neal, and they by no means have a bad defense. Um, so when you lose that many pieces, I know uh, people thought the Eagles had bad injury problems. The Falcons, it was almost 10 times worse for them, so they really weren't in a position to succeed as much last season. So you definitely can't expect to see the same uh, same Falcons team as last year, even though they did lose to the Vikings week one, I think um, – you really can't take this matchup lightly. Uh, the Eagles always haven't had the best success in Atlanta, so um, they really got to come ready to play and uh, 
don't expect a pushover with the Falcons' defense. Oh, no, not at all. It's going to be a huge matchup. The Eagles got to come out fighting from the first minute of the game, like we said in our last podcast, that they're kind of slow to start, but that can't be... Uh, there can't be any signs of that against the Falcons because the Falcons' offense is great. Matt Ryan is a great quarterback, and he likes to throw the ball a lot. So you got to watch out for you know your matchups uh, against Julio Jones. And you know a lot of people don't feel the same way, but I'm going to miss Jalen Mills this game because you know he he knows what to do against Julio Jones. I remember his rookie year, Julio Jones was torching the Eagles, uh, but rookie Jalen Mills said in the locker room put me on him and he locked him down and then everybody knows in the playoffs that he had a nice play against him so um it's going to be tough trying to find a cornerback that's going to go against julio jones all game i think that's going to be rasul douglas to start but we'll see where that goes but there's a lot of uh talent in that secondary that the eagles can try to prevent him as much as possible but yeah going on the eagles offense you know they gotta watch out for all these big performers on defense keep the offensive line nice and healthy and make sure that Wentz has enough time to not only throw the ball, but escape pressure and not get sacked because you got to keep him upright. Um, can't have any injuries and make sure that he has enough time to, you know, throw the deep ball to Jackson or throw some short passes to Ertz and let him get the yards after catch. Yeah. I think for me, um, the biggest thing in terms of the Falcons offense is um, a lot of people are going to, focus on Julio Jones and talk about, oh, he's going to have a big game. Oh, he's going to torch the Eagles secondary. Well, Julio Jones always gets his. He's always going to have a big game just because he is one of, if not the best defense in football. So I think for the Eagles, instead of really focusing on stopping Julio Jones and doing whatever you can to um, limit him, I think you just have to make the plays when they come to you. You can't um, force it too much. You just have to um, really uh, stay true to yourself in the game plan. um, And just as we saw in the playoff game um, two years ago, Julio Jones had a big game, but when it came down to it in the red zone, um, Jalen Mills had a chance to make a play, and he did by pushing Julio Jones out of bounds after um, the ball got thrown up in the air, and he tried catching it but wasn't able to. So Julio Jones is probably going to have a big game uh, considering what we saw last week, but um, the Eagles just have to um, not kind of overreact to it and not get too desperate to stop him and just instead um, make a play when it comes to them. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely going to be a big force, but there's obviously a lot of other weapons on the Falcons offense, like Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, they got pretty good tight end in Austin Hooper. And then they're running back Devontae Freeman. He's been banged up in the past couple of years of his career, but he's one of the better running backs in the league. And if he, you know, can have a good game, then uh, the Eagles are going to have a big task ahead of them, have Fletcher Cox, because they're like we mentioned in our last podcast, they don't have Malik Jackson anymore. So Tim Jernigan and Fletcher Cox are going to have to make sure that they shore up the inside of that defensive line to make sure Freeman doesn't bust away for any big runs and, you know, kind of take away the running game. So that's going to be something big to look for. Uh, Freeman didn't do super well uh, against the Vikings, but, you know, he's going to break out sometime, and I hope it's not against the Eagles because they got a pretty good run defense, but I feel like they have enough to, you know, prevent that and game plan enough against him. Yeah, definitely. I think the Eagles defense will need to be on their A game and on top of the Falcons offense, as we've noted that it's a very dangerous um, offense that has the ability to get a bunch of yards. And it'll just be important for the secondary and the defensive line to uh, lock down coverage and create some pressure respectively and uh, give Matt Ryan hell pretty much. Yeah, and um, in terms of the running game with Devontae Freeman, one thing I mentioned last week 
uh, with the Redskins is they were going to use Darius Geis a lot, and um, the Eagles held him to just 18 yards on 10 carries. So if they are able to continue that this week, it's uh, definitely going to help them a lot more. And uh, let's transition out of some facts about the Eagles. So once again, we kind of harped on this on the last podcast, but we have to talk some more about Deshaun Jackson, who's really going to be an X factor, pretty much game in and game out for the Eagles, as we all know. He had the big game last week, eight catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns. I think he can can, uh, really take advantage of the Falcons' defense and stretch him out, just like he did with the Redskins. Even if he doesn't have the biggest game statistically, he's still going to open up a a world of other opportunities for other guys. So um, he's really the guy that um, the Eagles are going to focus on. But as we we saw with Carson Wentz last week, he's not going to force anything. So if Jackson isn't there, he's going to just throw it to Alishon or throw it to Zach Ertz or Nelson Aguilar. Um, So I think uh, Deshaun Jackson, once again, is going to be a big X factor. And then, um, I think the running game too, Shawnee talked about this a little bit, but um, we really saw the Vikings pretty much exclusively run the ball and they were very effective. So I honestly would expect the Eagles to do the same. Um, the Falcons won't want to let Wentz beat them. So I think there's a great chance for Jordan Howard to get some more touches, build upon what he did last week. And also um, Miles Sanders to get going some more. Um, I know Sanders' stat line last week wasn't that great, but he, he was really close to one touchdown and had another one called back. If it wasn't for a holding penalty. So I, I feel a lot better about his performance and most do. So I think um, the running game is going to do really well next week. Yeah, definitely. And uh, in Jim Short's press conference today, this is uh, Tuesday, but he was mentioning, or there's a question about how the Vikings ran all over the Falcons defense. And if he's going to game plan similar, or if the, or no, Mike Rowe, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Offensive coordinator. If they're going to um, game plan similar to that and, you know, run the ball a lot. And he mentioned that although they did get a lot of yards, they, the yards per carry was about, 4.3, I believe it was, um, which isn't bad, but it's a lot less than you'd expect when you see um, Dalvin Cook going for almost a career day. So um, I believe that they will run the ball a lot, but I don't think um, it's going to be as easy as some people may think just because they racked up a lot of yards. If they continue to you know, pound the run, then they're going to have some success, and Jordan Howard is going to be the guy to go to because he did have that big game against the Redskins with the seven yards per carry, but um, run him up the middle, keep him going. You got Miles Sanders um, waiting to break out as well. But, you know, you, you got to balance it with the pass. Kirk Cousins, or, um, yeah, Kirk Cousins threw for, what, 10 passes against the Falcons last week. So Wentz isn't going to go into a game and throw 10 passes. That's not the quarterback he is. That's not the offense that the Eagles run. So we're going to see a good balance, but hopefully one of them will give for the Falcons defense that they can run that and score a lot of touchdowns that way. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think, um, yeah, like you said, Carson Wentz isn't going to throw just 10 passing attempts. Um, I would expect it to be not necessarily even, but pretty close, maybe 55% passing, 45% run, maybe 60% passing. Um, Just because you don't necessarily need to air it out consistently with Carson Wentz on the Falcons defense. As you said, Matt, it wasn't like the Vikings were rushing for seven yards for a carry like Jordan Howard. Um, But I do think the Eagles are very encouraged with what they saw. Um, they're not going to use Darren Sproles as much. And he was, he's more of a passing back anyway. So I think they um, will try to run it some more. Um, they're pretty effective last game too, but they really have a number of ways, as is going to be the case in every game, uh, to really beat the Falcons defense. So um, in terms of the game plan, there's a lot that uh, Doug Peterson has to work with. Yeah, I'll be wanting to see a lot of mixing of runs and passes and hoping that Wentz can uh, get acclimated into this game early and have a big day once again, as well as the running backs, as we've stated. Hopefully they can get going and have a very great game. 
Yeah, and in order for the Eagles to go 2-0, they got a big matchup in front of them. So we're going to outline a few keys to victory. Logan's going to kick us off. If the Eagles follow these three things, and they should have a victory against the Falcons. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to stick with the exact same thing I said last week. I think um, they really just got to come out, um, fire and come out ready to go because if they fall down 17 to nothing with the Falcons, the Falcons are probably going to bury them because they're the, they're the type of offense that's just going to keep scoring and scoring and be relentless where if you fall down, they're not going to give you a chance to get back up. So the Eagles got to come ready to go. Offense can't um, be rusty like they were last week. Defense can't have these little hiccups where they're having – um, single coverage with no help over the top. So I think um, they really just got to come ready to play and um, really don't mess around and just try to make a statement on national TV and really show um, the world that they're the same team from 2017 that's capable of being one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. And I believe Doug Peterson is going to have a big priority on conditioning these players all week and making sure they're in great shape. Obviously not tiring them out too much for the game Sunday, but making sure that they're getting uh, great workouts in and make sure they're ready to you know play every single snap on Sunday if need be my biggest key to victory isn't you know a scheme or anything it's a person that's gonna be Fletcher Cox obviously he's a key to victory almost every single week but this week more than ever because Matt Ryan is a great quarterback leading a great offense you got their offensive guard Chris Lindstrom down with a broken foot it's a perfect opportunity for Fletcher Cox to jump in and uh, get a lot of pressures and a lot of sacks on Matt Ryan Obviously, they're missing out on Malik Jackson. Tim Jernigan's going to be behind him, but that's not a huge drop-off. Tim Jernigan is a really good defensive tackle. He did have a down year last year because he was missing a lot of time with the back injury, but when he was there, he was a four. So um, the whole defensive line is a great unit. They're going to have a tough time double-teaming just one of them. Obviously, Fletcher Cox is the easy one to point to, but I feel like he has enough power to push through that, especially a backup guard, and get to Matt Ryan a lot because if he has a – bad game then you know Julio's not going to get the ball Calvin Ridley's not going to get the ball and the Eagles defense should look a lot better yeah it'll be crucial for the Eagles defense to step up and that would be my keys uh to victory for this game I think the secondary will need to tighten up their coverage and try to pretty much lock down the Falcons receivers although it will be very tough you may uh allow a few big plays but try to limit that for the most part and uh, lock down uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, you name it, all their weapons. I think that'll be very important uh, in order for us winning this game. If all that holds true, the Eagles should have a pretty good chance of winning that game. Um, A lot of big matchups to look out for, but if Fletcher Cox, secondary, and the Eagles as a whole come up firing from the first play to the last play, then they should come out 2-0 and fly back to Philly with a lot of uh, pride and probably being a maybe being on top of the NFC East, maybe not. Maybe the Cowboys will get another win, but um, they'll be in good shape. And now going into bold predictions, my bold prediction is for rookie wide receiver J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and I'm going to predict that he gets going and has 60 yards and a touchdown, although that doesn't seem like a flashy stat line. you got to recall that the Eagles have a ton of weapons in front of him, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. And for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside to have that good of a stat line, he's got to have a pretty good game. So I feel like this is going to be a good matchup for him. The Eagles are going to get him involved. And if he uh, has that kind of line with Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson ahead of him, then it's going to be a great day on offense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my bold prediction for this game is that Jordan Howard will get involved and rush for 75 yards and two touchdowns. 
although this is bold, I really think Doug Peterson will get him the ball a lot this game and pretty much allow him to show his worth on this team and his talent, uh, get gaining those tough yards through the tackles. Uh, so I think I think we'll have a big game. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the running game too. I'm going to kind of take your prediction, double down on it. I think uh, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders will combine for over 200 yards rushing. I think they'll, in some fashion, not to as extreme as the Vikings did, but I think they will um, really try to make a point of um, pounding the ground, really running hard, and um, using Jordan Howard after a good game last weekend, trying to get Miles Sanders going after some good and some bad from last week. Yeah, that would be something. That'd be a great offensive performance if they can get those running backs involved. Obviously. It was a little bit of a transition for them into the offense in week one, but they still looked pretty good. If they can break out for almost 100 yards each, then I'd be more than happy. And getting other receivers involved as well, Carson Wentz is going to lead a great offense this year. And, you know, um, if he can do that against the Falcons defense in Atlanta, you know, great stuff to see. So hopefully these all hold true and uh, a lot of big stuff to watch out for this matchup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, definitely. So, um, go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, just transitioning into the NFC East. Um, Eagles are in a pretty top-heavy division this year. <clears throat> um, the Cowboys are 1-0 as well, and then the Giants and the Redskins both fell to 0-1. And, and I feel like that's going to be the trend of the entire season. The Eagles and the Cowboys are going to be sitting on top of the NFC East, but the Giants and the Redskins are going to be down below, you know, um, losing a lot more games than they're winning. So obviously we saw a lot of the Redskins because the Eagles did play them. But now Darius Geis has an injury. He's expected to miss some time. So they're going to have Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson as their running back duo, which is pretty good. But they're missing out on their number one guy that they expected to have this entire season. Uh, we heard that – or I mean, we saw that Case Keenum can't really respond to a lot of pressure. So when he starts facing a lot of good defensive linemen – in the NFL, he's going to have a tough time throwing the ball and creating points. Um, the wide receivers did look a lot better than I expected, but that was largely attributed to the defensive struggles of the Eagles. The secondary wasn't looking as good. There was not a lot of pressure. But um, when we were recording the preview to week one, we were you know, kind of bashing the wide receivers of the Redskins. Paul Richardson is the best receiver. And then all of a sudden, the passing game for the Redskins looked fantastic. It came out of nowhere. So... They might surprise some people with a passing game. Um, Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins, whoever's quarterback in that team, they have some pretty good options there. Not the best, but enough to win a few games. Um, going to the Giants, Saquon, we already know all about him. He looks like he's going back to his rookie year self, um, maybe even better. So always got to look out for him, but um, he's just a unique running back that you always got to look out for every single play of the game because he can get involved everywhere. The defense looked terrible against the Cowboys, and um, Eli didn't look very bad, but um, he like actually played a pretty good game, but I feel like the Giants might want to look into starting Daniel Jones soon. If they are starting to struggle, they might want to develop him a little bit and get him some exposure um, quicker rather than later. Um and Sterling Shepard is now in concussion protocol. We don't know how long that's going to last because he's got to go through a series of tests, but um, they're without another wide receiver. They got Golden Tate with a four-game suspension, so that's definitely going to hurt the offense. And finally, the Cowboys, they looked really great. It pains me to say that, but Dak Prescott, uh, he had a career day. He was getting Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, and Ezekiel Elliott all involved, and they all played very well. 
the tight ends played well. You got Jason Witten coming off, uh, coming out of retirement and scoring a touchdown. Blake Jarwin. Um, the whole offense as a whole looks solid. The defense looked pretty good against the Giants, but um, I feel like they're just going to get better. They're a very young group, so it's going to be something to look out for all season. The D- Cowboys looked better than I expected. Granted, they were playing the Giants, but uh, they came out firing, and it's going to be a really good divisional battle this year. Yeah, as expected, the Eagles and the Cowboys won in comfortable fashion this week, and moving forward, they'll be the two teams uh, battling for that top spot, like Matt just mentioned, and uh, it'll be it'll be very exciting to see who will claim that spot. And NFL just released today their power rankings as the Eagles were number five, and the Cowboys were right behind them at six. As uh, my Cowboys roommate was not too happy about that, but uh, I think the Eagles will have a, an impressive week too, and hopefully the Cowboys can lose. Whereas I'm not too worried about the Redskins and Giants moving forward. Yeah, I got the um, Cowboys at seven in my power rankings that I released today. I got the Eagles at four. Um, but I know it's all fun and games to make fun of the Cowboys and say Dak isn't a good quarterback, but you really can't take them lately because they are a very good team. I know they played the Giants, but you can say the same thing about the Eagles. They played the Redskins, and they were down 17 to nothing at one point. So it's not going to be an easy battle. I know the Eagles on paper have the best team in the division, but – it's going to be a battle to the very last week in terms of who wins. So I think week one, just uh, it's a sign of things to come. It's going to be a crazy battle. It's going to be fun to uh, watch play out, but it's going to be pretty intense between the Eagles and Cowboys. Yeah, it's definitely going to be something to watch out for week in and week out, keeping track of who's winning, who's losing, because that race between the Eagles and the Cowboys is going to be very tight. Um, obviously, we're liking what we see out of the Eagles, but the Cowboys is going to be something to look into uh, going forward. So we're going to keep these updates coming each and every week um, to make sure you guys are updated to see you know who's going to be the leader in the NFC East going forward but trans- transition to the back to the Eagles one last time we're going to go through some score predictions for uh, Sunday night's game and mine's going to be 27 to 14 the Eagles coming out on top uh, it's going to be a close game towards the end but I feel like Wentz and the Eagles offense are going to run away with it and uh, have a pretty good handle on the uh, Falcons offense so it's going to be a good win and um, looking forward to watching the game but I feel like it's going to they're going to come out firing they're going to look a lot better in the first quarter in the first half as a whole re- compared to the um, first game against the Redskins yeah and I also have the Eagles winning by a final score of 24 to 20 I think this will be a really close NFC matchup and uh, the Eagles will get off to a fast start unlike week one and really show that they are the better team in this game. But uh, the Falcons will come back strong, and it'll be a close contest until the very end. But I think the special teams will also have a big uh, part in this game as Jake Elliott will uh, drill a few field goals. Yeah, I think uh, the Falcons are going to come out um, pretty angry after uh, what wasn't the best game against the Vikings. So I think this is going to be a tight one, but I think we uh, might see our first game-winning drive of the season from Carson Wentz. I got the Eagles winning 34-31. to yeah, it was a uh, good predictions there. We hope that the Eagles come out on top, and uh, it's going to be a good matchup to watch out for a lot of factors. So make sure when you're preparing for this game, you check out uh, what we said for our bold predictions, our keys to win this game, because there's a lot to look out for. There's going to be a, it's going to be a pretty good matchup against the Falcons. So uh, looking forward to it. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another Birds banter. We're going to be here all season, and hopefully the next time we chat, we'll be talking about the Eagles going to 2-0 and on the season. So until next time, go Birds. Go Birds.